Let's finish each other's sentences. All right. Do you want to know why? I've I, got two, two tickets to paradise. And you can have one. One of them. One of them. <laughs> Brian wants to do a Brian wants to do Brian wants to do a pod 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 podcast. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Friend Dog Studios. This is Brian Wants to Do a Podcast. The podcast where Brian wants to do one and I, I'm here too. I'm Ben Oksher. I'm Brian Huther. And uh, we're back. It's been a little bit. Um, we were both on uh, trips to see our families when the last episode was scheduled to, to be made, but we had to see our families. I have a, a one-year-old nephew, mm-hmm. and there's just there's no reason to do anything else. Who's he voting for? He's not oh, voting. Okay. I know. It's almost worse. I mean, it's it shows his privilege for sure. Yeah, that he just like doesn't have to care. Yeah, it's an indicator of of his position. He started saying sounds and walking around, almost walking. Mm-hmm. He's almost walking. Yeah, it makes me think of back to when I was almost walking and I was a little kid, and I don't remember it. <laughs> Nobody's like, I remember being a baby. It was like this. Well, I have heard people say that, and when people say that, I punch them in the face because they're lying to me. Yeah, and I don't need that kind of. I don't need that sort of influence in my life. I don't want to talk to liars. Ben Ben has a one lie, one punch policy. One lie, one punch, one man, one vote. He already punched me a couple times today. It's true. I said, Brian, how are you? He said, I'm good. And I just punched him right in the face. That's always, he knows that's always a lie. I cannot abide those sorts of lies. It's going to be an uppercut to your upper butt, which is what I call Brian's face. You know, I've started calling my beard my chin pubes. Uh-huh. And uh, I think they're, chin, they're just chin pubes on my upper butt. And... <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Do you have chin pubes on your upper butt? For just a dollar, we'll send you a dollar's worth of shaving equipment, and then you're going to need more, because that's not enough. We'll send you a dollar, and you send us your shavings. Give us your chin pubes, and we'll give you uh, some uh, American currency. Because like I'm looking at your beardage right now. I wish you wouldn't. I got a scraggle to me, and I don't know. You know, I've never, I haven't had a beard for very long, so I guess maybe I need to keep combing it out and like conditioning it and putting rose water in it. Yeah, at, on full moons. That's the most doing all that part. witchy business. I'm a beard witch. You know this? You know this about me? I'm a beard witch now, Ben. Oh, I use magic w- with my beard in order to bring about my will in the world. How's it going so far? It's not going good. I hate it when I go to a subway and I order a beard witch and there's a bunch of chin pubes all over it. <laughs> I hate that. You you call yourself a sandwich artist? Yeah, you're a hack. You're a sandwich hack fraud. You're never going to make art of sandwiches that leaves its mark on this world. I wish I had a lot more time than I do and a lot more energy because I would love to go right now and make a website was called beardwitch.com mm-hmm. and go on there and talk about the sexy beard magic you can do as a as a man witch to try to bring progressive values to this great land of ours. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Use our offer code Squarespace and to make me that website. Ten percent off making Brian's website for him. Uh, Squarespace, bring an uppercut to your upper butt. Brian, what idea do you want to bring to the proverbial table today? How did this get spayed? What? It's going to be a podcast about pets. We're going to go find the pets. That should that deserve to be able to pass on their genetic materials, but couldn't. And then we're gonna say, how did this get spayed? And we 
are gonna track down. We are gonna get the get the scoop, not the poop scoop, like uh, with the dog, but the scoop, like the news scoop. Is this anything? Okay. Well, first of all, when you said how did this get spayed, my first inclination was we are going to look at we're going to look beat for beat at the career of David Spade and just try to determine how any of it happened because you know, it is a little inexplicable. I would say that's better, but <laughs> as I was about to say that's better, I remembered that if I cared about good, this conversation would never have happened. Is it your position, Brian? Are you sort of the anti-Bob Barker of our time? Do you Selectively. Believe, do you believe that the pet population should not be controlled and that there should not be spaying or neutering? It's pet eugenics, essentially, which is what we do already. We already do pet eugenics. So wait, is it... <laughs> I'm just trying and I under I am I'm trying to understand not criticize. Okay. Here's regrettable spayment is the sort of the name of the game here. Is we try to find those those sweet little puppers and pats what what has had their ability to procreate taken away. Sure. And we find the ones that's like, "Wow, how did this get spayed?" And maybe that's like a crazy story. We evaluate whether or not an animal should have had its reproductive rights taken from it. Yeah, maybe it's just a story of like, it was crazy how it happened and we're not making <laughs> a judgment about it, but it's just like, we're going to tell you how this got spayed. Pet eugenics is a hot topic, first of all. So that's, that's a point going for this. The other point is that there's a lot of mileage in the sort of spayed wordplay arena. Uh, Maybe one episode is called Getting It Spade in the Shade. Um, throwing Spade. Spay it forward. Pay to spay. Spayment on delivery. Spay it forward. Did you say that one? I did already. You said that We're one. We're out of ideas. I wasn't listening because I was thinking about how I wanted to respond to your idea instead of how I wanted to play it with it. You know, Ben, of all the people that we could have been and all the things that we could have done, yeah. I feel like they're, we being the people who do a podcast about podcasts... Mm-hmm. that isn't actually about podcasting about podcasts is like the most us thing yeah that could have happened yeah if you got a palm reader in here right now they would say oh yeah you're doing what you were meant to do yeah i think i so. can tell by this squiggle upon your hand it's easy for them to say that though yeah because if they were like oh you're supposed to be in louisiana rocking the blues down on beale street yeah you're way off yeah it turns out that predicting things is extraordinarily easy when it's already happened yeah you can just be like, oh boy, it seems like you've got a, a pube gin. This was destiny. Brian, I want to talk about David Spade's career. Now, you're going to have to remind me who that is. The bulk of his like highlights of his career happened in like the 90s. He used to be on, he used to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And um, he was also in, he was in some movies that did, that were sort of cult classics now, like Tommy Boy and... Boy, sometimes when people talk about like the 90s, yeah, I just remember what a different world other people live in. I, you know, that just like knowing the names of movies and actors, I started doing that like a year ago. Right. Can you list all the movies you're aware of now? Um, Grave Robbers 3. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. It's better than two, but not as good as one. And that 
is the story of them having antics. You know what I like about Grave Robbers, this the series, is that it took like the Ocean's Eleven sort of heist thing, but it really dumbed it down yeah. quite a lot. It I just, like cause they have the part where they're gathering the team and they're like, "We needed this guy and we needed this guy." It's all just men who can use a shovel. The iconic scene where. Mr. Applesauce is walking down the street as yeah. his character and he sees, just sees like a, a worker mm-hmm. just like working and he's just like, how would you like to make approximately the same amount of money? Yeah. And then the guy comes with them. They have to get the guy who can can dig with a shovel. They have to get the guy who can hold a flashlight. There's a guy who can carry things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the three person team and the scene where they're breaking down how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we're going to go to the grave. Mm-hmm. We're going to dig it up. And here's the tricky part. We're going to rob it. Yeah. And then they just do that. And then there's the big twist at the end where they uh, didn't think through which grave they were robbing. And and so they just end up with like somebody's corpse and they realize that that's not valuable. To yeah. Have. They just thought grave robbing seems easy. And They're no just... one wants us to do it. Therefore, there must be something in it for us. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Yeah. If we want to rob stuff, we might as well start here. Robbing the living is problematic because they can defend themselves. We rob a grave. We're on the gravy train. It's a victimless crime. It's a victimless crime, but it's all also a benefitless crime no one benefits right from this crime no one loses and no one benefits yeah there's it's a net zero it's it's, it's a zero. free free internet for 10 hours a month using our disc it's it's no carbs no carbon emissions crime it was interesting in the third installment that the twist was oh whose grave are we robbing and the guy says mine and then he shoots himself and he falls into yeah. the hole they just dug. And then the other two pick him up and like take the change out of his pockets. Yeah. It was a twist. I didn't see it very, coming. Very short movie. I, I'm nervous because Disney has acquired the Grave Robbers series now. Yeah. And yep. I just I I mean, they do good work a lot of the time, but they don't they they seem to sort of create movies based on audience feedback which 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 is something that shifts a lot and so there's no coherent like audiences don't plan. know what they want yeah they they say they want the thing the last thing that they enjoyed they say they want that again yeah but they don't want that again they no. wouldn't enjoy it another time yeah they want you to give them something new that they didn't know they wanted right this is my theory that i apply to everyone everywhere which is you don't know what you want or what's best for you but i do the campaign yard signs that you had made up uh, that had that slogan on them. Yeah. We're off-putting. Can I give you that feedback? You can give me that feedback, but, but I sure as hell am not going to take it. Right, because I don't know what's you best for You don't know me. what's best for you or, or what, or I what want. You're, or what you want. G- give me the remote. That's that's <laughs> one of my campaign slogans. Is it, g- give, me the give, give me the remote. Things will get slicker if you hand me the clicker. Just scoot over, let me do it. Give me remote control. Vote for the guy who wants the remote. Think of the remote possibilities. Oh, duh. Uh, do, go! Don't you wish you could go somewhere remote right now? The whole campaign is based on this concept of a remote. Yeah, and and that no one truly possesses responsible autonomy. There's always someone who knows better than you. I can't remember what the office was you were even running for in this capacity. Oh, the office, like the TV show. You were running for the. I'm office. running for office. You were running for 
the NBC television program. Yeah, I would like to get on there and make a few changes. Okay, well, it's been off the air for quite a while. And that's the thing I'd like to change. The major change is to bring it the back. The big change is to bring it back. And if someone hands you the remote, you can turn the TV on and change it to the office. See, what about this are people not getting? I don't know. I, I mean, I thought you did pretty well in the last debate. I think the media was pretty unfair to you. They were unfair to me because they weren't even there. That was the least fair part of the whole thing. If you want to be fair and balanced, yeah. why don't you cover everybody who's talking? That's <laughs> what you should do. I, I am talking quite a bit, let me say. And I'm the one who's right, too. So it feels like a lot of media bias to me that I don't get what I want. Media bias is when the people who I see uh, in my media intake are not saying the things I already thought. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't that I don't know why weird? that's allowed. So I want to bring back The Office when and I, I want to stop Disney from making Gravemakers 4. If only Disney had the kind of capital to make its passion project. Yeah. You know, they're not really... there yet. I understand they're scrappy. They're, they're you know, they, they got to play the game in order to, you know, pay the bills. I get that. But I hope one day they can find themselves with the kind of success that would really allow them to uh, to make what they believe I just in. think they have enough fans at this point that they can stop selling out and like do a Kickstarter or something. It's time for them to just take that next step. And they should do a Kickstarter too because they can't be expected to use their billions in profit. No, 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 no. As we all know, money is for having. <laughs> money is just a thing to have so you can be a person on a list of people who have a lot of it. Yeah, it's not for uh, exchanging for goods or services. Yeah, it's not a way to track value so that we can purchase the things that we need to survive. It's not just like an arbitrary system by which we uh, keep our ecosystem in balance. Can I say this? Can I say that honestly, no. poor people having money to spend on their own survival is a waste of it. Yeah. Because that money, that money would look so good in a bank vault. Uh, this is why I say to them, like, you know why you're poor? Because... You've got money all wrong. Money's for having. You, why do you keep spending it? You, you keep, dumb idiot. You keep handing it to your landlord and to a grocery store clerk. Like, it's for having. Yeah. If you'd stop spending your money, maybe you'd have enough of it. Yeah. To be on a list. Whereas rich people think, I'm going to take my millions of dollars and save them. Yes. If you save up your millions of dollars, then you won't find yourself without millions of dollars. You need that rainy day fund so that when it rains, you can wrap yourself in a blanket and go look at your pile of money. Yeah, exactly. You need the money. You, you need, need to have it. Let's speaking of having money, let's go to Patreon. Okay, cool. <laughs> Oh hey friends, this is Ben and Brian over here in your in your ears right now. I bet we're in headphones or in earphones. Yeah, probably unless you're listening in a car, maybe. I'm gonna be on this side, and I'm gonna be on this side. Let's switch sides. Oh okay, I'm on this side, and now I'm over here. Ooh, that's fun. If you like having fun, then you could consider going to our Patreon.com/slash FriendDog and joining the the thriving community of <laughs> FriendDog Studios fans who give us money. When we do stuff. And I'll say this. Um, we have decided um, by popular demand and also just by our own brains deciding things that we are going to go ahead and start working on the 
follow-up to the 2016 The Movie trailer video, which is a thing we made in 2016 that was very popular, and everybody's been like, what's the 2020 version? We've been like, we don't know if we could really make that work. And, you know, full disclosure, something could happen between now and the end of the year that prevents it from happening, but we are working on it. We're planning on doing it, and we could really use a budget for it. So if you go to patreon.com slash friendog and you support us and you give us a little bit of money every time we, say, release one of these podcast episodes, that will just help us make that video bigger and better. And if you can't do that, just go on to your, uh, wherever your, your podcast app right now. Just open it up and see if there's a rate and review feature. Yeah. And if there is, just go ahead and click on that and just, like, all it takes is a few seconds if you want to just do five stars and then just write in, good. That's great. Yeah. And then if you leave us a, a review, we will read it on the air in a voice that we think fits your username. I agree. I'm with you, Brian. In fact, I'm so with you. I'm going to come back over to this side where you're on. Good. Of I'm, the headphones. I'm glad that we can see things from the same point of view. Yeah. It smells weird over here. That's uh, not me. What was the idea? The idea was how did this get spayed? I don't remember that being true. An exploration of the justification of um, removing a pet's ability to reproduce. I like to imagine Judge Judy. And sure, a, a so pet. do I every morning. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Twice on Saturdays. <laughs> okay. Judge me, baby. Okay. You'll, oh Find boy. me in contempt of court. <laughs> Oh, may yeah. I may pass I? summary judgment on my performative reenactment of a small claims court case on television, baby. All rise. Done and done. Way ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is she in any way an actual judge? Yes. Oh, she is a real judge. But I'm, I mean, not anymore, right? Future Ben popping in here while I'm editing. I looked it up, and apparently my suspicions were mostly correct on this. Judge Judy and other, like, daytime court shows are not real courtrooms. The judge is not acting in a capacity as an official judge. The producers go and they find people who have pending cases in, like, small claims court, and they get them to agree to have the case arbitrated on their show instead. And then they basically just like give the people an appearance fee, give them a little money for doing their court thing on TV. So the cases are real and the decisions are enforceable, but it's arbitration, not civil court. And now you know! Yeah, it feels just like a really gross, like, poorhouse poor situation. Well, but Brian, if those people had just had they, their money... If they just had their money instead of spending then it... Then you won't end up on Judge Judy in order to get more money that you're, again, not going to have. I think that poor people deserve it. Because if they didn't deserve it, would they be poor no, you know what I because mean? Because that, Brian, that would imply that like 
there's some element of chaos in the universe and like, like and that the universe don't get what they deserve. Right. That the universe is not like inherently just. And that is, uh, that's an idea that I find unnerving. So it can't be true. I'm either uncomfortable with that or I don't want people to believe it. Cause then they'll find me out. Yes. Oh God. I recently heard someone describe the reason that we should vote in the 2020 election. Not like, because we have the power and we need to use it or like yeah the this is the right thing or we need to do it's not like a moral there's just like god i'm tired i just i just want to move on with my life yeah that really resonated with me (laughs) i think that resonates with a lot of people and like i've felt that and and i've had to remind myself like okay some problems go away if this man gets out of office yeah a whole bunch don't and there's a lot of fighting to be done and you can't you you cannot unknow what you know now. I support Joe Biden until the day he is elected. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. I'm going to show up at his house on January 23rd or whatever that day is. His White House. His White House. And I'm going to be like, look, I know you already know your way around this place. You were here for eight years. So I got one question for you. Where do they keep the Reese's? Where's the where's the pee place? And see, in this scenario I'm describing, I've already forgotten all my vigilance and outrage. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm imagining, I'm I'm imagining a more comfortable reality, and I just want to go to the bathroom and have some candy. Yeah, it's like suddenly I'm in a place where they just have the money, and I'm like, this is where <laughs> this is what I should have been doing. This has been the real me all along. That woman who came in and looked at my palm and said, "This is you're right where you ought to be, having money and uh, having yourself a Snickers in the White House Pea Palace." She was right. The moment that you're signed in as president, first they put your hand on the Bible, yeah. and then they put your hand in the into the hands of a fortune teller who says, you deserve this. You know, there's no law that says you have to be sworn in on a Bible, um, which there shouldn't be, because that would be a massive uh, violation of the you know separation of church and state. But every single president has done it, because imagine what would happen if a president was just like, no, I want to swear myself in on... on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Man, I'm going to... I Well, that actually, I feel like, would be so strange. People wouldn't really <laughs> mind it too much. Yeah. But I really am... I'm not looking forward to, like, shitty, nitpicky political articles about putting mustard on a hamburger or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, you wore a tan suit. How dare you? Mm-hmm. But it's going to come back. When there is no longer a massive catastrophe every day they will create them then yeah then the things that are going to be controversial will sort of come back to the level of normal things that are controversial and people like me are going to be like are going to feel like they're in crazy town but i've been in crazy town for a long long time and i've only got this to say if you're crazy town's looking green and brown you'd better stay away don't pick up crazy town when it's green and brown it's gone bad at the fridge you gotta throw it out don't scream and shout that's just the way it is if you're going down to crazy town and you're feeling a little old then you might just unplug your nostrils because you might be smelling some mold. Hey! Get on into that fridge and clean it. And let me tell you, I'm going to preach Hey, that you haven't really cleaned a fridge until you've used some bleach. How about that? I don't know where we ended up. I don't know where we started. I don't know what happened in the middle. Honestly, I don't know what we're doing. If you were elected president and you could swear yourself in on, on any book and like 
that was like a normal if it was like a normal thing for presidents to just like just like pick their, pick their book. favorite book and swear in on that like what would yours what would you swear in on a john grisham novel anyone <laughs> any of them and i would just say i swear by the moon and the stars in the sky that I, my presidency will be so fucking badass yeah Bad butt. That's bad what butt. I've started saying now, yep. by the way. I want to say that for the record because I want it to catch on. Instead of saying badass, say bad butt. First of all, less vulgar, and that's important to me. And second of all, people are going to be confused, and you're going to have their attention. And if you don't have people's attention, you're not living. Yeah, you know, you're not. I think I would swear myself in on like a Jehovah's Witness pamphlet. Not any of their actual uh, scripture. Yeah. But just like a curious, like the Watchtower. Yeah. I, I would swear in on a slim copy of the Watchtower. You know, my first instinct was to find the smallest book I could. And yeah. not like physical, but like the shortest. I think that what it should be is if you're going to swear in on a book, then... It, before the ceremony can end, you have to read that whole book out loud. I don't know about reading the whole thing out loud. I think you have to give a book report. <laughs> I think you have to stand up there and talk about what happens in Catcher in the Webster's Rye. Webster's Dictionary defines the Bible as... And I really enjoyed reading Grapes of Wrath by John Steinmack. One of the big characters is the sheriff in this book. Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've, we've entered like a, a visceral, physical kind of experience that cannot be captured on podcast media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our bodies are doing comedy that we don't even understand well, yet. Science hasn't even figured out the comedy that we're doing right now. No, this is beyond science. What's happening in this It's room. beyond science? It's beyond science. This is a Beyonce seance. This oh. is my Beyonce seance. When Beyonce dies, we're going to have a Beyonce seance. And that's going to be the plot of Grave Diggers 5. That's it. That's the one. Grave Robbers 5 is the Beyond Seance. Right, not Grave Diggers. So anyway, there are cats out there who have not been spayed who should. And there are cats out there who should not have been spayed but were. And that's a great injustice. Yeah. Let's do uh, cones and prawns. Cones and prawns. What's going on? The cones are pros and the prawns are cons. It's cones. As an experience. One, two, three, four. Did you just say one, two, three, four, and then a bunch of mush mouth nothing? Yeah. Why didn't you sing along? Did you just you don't ca- you left me hanging? You left me hanging, man. Did you You're just supposed count to count us in? into nothing? Three, four. High and and One, Cam. two, three, and a one, two, three, and a cover. It's very good. Try that game with your friends, dear listener. Establish that the rule is no matter what's going on, if somebody goes two, three, four, you all have to start singing something. Oh, hey, listener, trust fall. Ow. Why'd you do that? I wanted them to catch me. No, they're not here in the room with us. Oh, right. I would say that in the cones pile for this is really just the versatility of the word spade and the various places it can be put for episode titles and such. And in the the prawns column, I put everything else. <laughs> I was going to say that I think one of the cones is that I laughed when I thought of this. Uh-huh. And that one of the prawns is I don't actually know what 
the podcast is that I've suggested here today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult to evaluate something when it can't be defined. Yeah. Brian, scale of one to 10, one being can't do this podcast, won't do this podcast. 10 being this is the next big idea. It's going to make us rich. I'm going back to the classic formula. Where do you rate this? I'm gonna, look, here's the, I'm not going to say we can't do this podcast. Uh-huh. I think if our lives depended on it. <laughs> We could find Gun a way. To our head. We could find a way to bullshit our way through this uh-huh. and make this a legitimate concept in the five seconds we had before it's time to start. Like a president-elect preparing his book report for inauguration day. Yeah, we could do it really quickly. Right. We could make this podcast a shitty book report. Yes. That we do, you know, in the sixty seconds before class when our person says, "Hey, did you do the book report?" And you're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, get out of here, our person. Our person. My person. Scale of one to ten. Then I'm putting it at a two. I am also going to put it at a two. No, I'm not. I'm putting it at a one. You tried to talk me out of putting it at a one. I feel like we got to reserve ones for something worse than this. I mean, this we could at least talk. You know, here's let's talk about what it's like growing up in Louisiana as a black man. That's our podcast. Right. That's that's like a one. Yeah, that's a podcast that like morally we should like can't won't, you know. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Two. Yeah. I'm up to a two. Thank you. We got two twos, and that's the best score this week. We're doing it, friends. Ding, ding, ring, ling, ling. That's the podcast. How did this get spayed? We've decided oh. that's our podcast because it's because that's the rules now. See, I, I tricked you. I thought that we were getting through an entire episode where I wouldn't have to go search out a bunch of sound effects to put in until just then, and you just you just made me add all of those sound effects. I did. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, you're welcome. Minutes of editing. Oh, work. my God. Hey, just some, I'm going to play this sick guitar lick real oh, quick. Oh, no, Brian, don't. Listen to all my fans. No. All my fans are just going crazy. Oh, That's the sound of them throwing panties at me. That's going to take so long to find. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to Google search. I hear you right now Google searching. How do I find a sound? Of it? You can't do that. You're making that sound in the room right Joke's now. Joke's on you. I'm doing it fully. No. I don't like, I don't like it. I don't know what we're doing. I think we should stop this episode. I think it's time for us to wrap this episode up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Brian Wants to Do a Podcast. I'm Brian Huther. I want to do a podcast. I'm Ben Oksher. And this is my provisional catchphrase. Vote for Joe Biden or I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs>